Blog Talk Radio. Let's pray and get right into the lesson. Father, we praise you and thank you for this day, knowing that this is the day that you have made. We rejoice and are glad. We thank you for another opportunity to worship you in spirit and in truth. It's the authority of your word that gives me confidence to make boldly known the mystery of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. I do lean and depend on the Holy Spirit as educator and guide to give me clear articulation of speech and deliberation of thought. Holy Spirit, I say, have your way. Do what only you can do. Anoint the people's ears to hear what the Spirit has to say to the church. And Father, in everything that shall be accomplished and revealed, you be glorified. For it is in the name of Jesus that we do praise you and give you glory. In Jesus' precious name, amen. By impression of the Holy Spirit, um, he challenged me tonight to uh, withdraw from the current series for just tonight. I will resume one more time and pick it up in May because we're going to have Women's Celebration uh, Month and Appreciation this month. And we're going to have some dynamic speakers and truly a wonderful time in the Word of God with celebrating women in ministry in particular um, is, uh, is our mandate. Part of my platform uh, on this particular broadcast is to minister to the minister. And in doing so, um, every once in a while, the Lord has, has asked me and, and, and mandated me for this particular broadcast for the last eight years to be a diligent doctrinal instructor. And in doing so, I've had to depend on the Holy Spirit as to how to instruct uh, the Word of God in such a way that people can take the information here and applied in various platforms and in various means and ways and methodologies. Now, with that being said, um, in this particular year, it is the year um, that our organization has focused on manifesting uh, our sonship or our identity in Christ. And we're going to focus on that in various teachings, and we've already started with establishing a focus through transformational thinking through the renewing of the mind. And then we also have been discussing in brief, but also in depth and in weight as far as content, the dispensation of grace. And we're going to get into the God-man merger, union by fusion, some great sonship teachings that you probably may not have heard before. And I'm going to uh, go a little deeper in the spirit than I have done in, in previous years. Um, not only will I be systematic, but I'm going to be a little more in-depth theologically and also in scriptural study. So tonight I want to prep that, and then I want to talk about supernatural study habits. And then if I have time, I'll talk about being in sync with the Holy Spirit, and then we'll pray. I want to give you my teaching methodology for this particular broadcast. Now, there are other methodologies of teaching that I use. I teach pastors and, and overseers. I also teach ministry development as far as gifts and things like that because I'm anointed to teach in the church. Um, and, and then on this platform, I have taught mainly um, in, in a means and a manner for uh, in-depth Bible study to provoke you to go back to the scriptures and see whether those things be so. 
But in the coming days, I'm going to really do some theological teaching, meaning we're going to go deep in the mind of God. Now, last week, I had given you some notes about uh, developing a mastermind, supernatural master, spiritual mastermind. And I gave you uh, a lot of information in a very systematic way, and I think it's going to be very pivotal in um, the coming days. So I would encourage you to, um, to take a look. We talked about prayer. I talked about prayer. We're going to spend a little time in prayer today um, again. But I talked about I opened up with the spiritual mind. I took you to Romans 8, uh, 1 through 17. I gave you that it was our um, objective to explore the superiority of Christianity. And I gave you three scriptures that I want you to keep in your mind. And that's Romans 8, 6, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 12 through 14, and Philippians 2, 13. Now, those particular scriptures are the basis of all of the sonship doctrine that we're going to talk about this year. And it is a doctrinal teaching. We have doctrinal focuses every November. We study on the doctrines of God. Um, various doctrines, but this particular year we're doing uh, a little more uh, theology, meaning getting involved in the mind of God, how God communicates his mind to humanity and reveals greater dynamics of himself through study. Those who seek him, the scripture says, finds him. Glory to God. But you're going to have to go at it spiritually. Because 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 12 to 14 tells you that the natural man cannot obtain the things of God, neither does he know them, because they're spiritually discerned. And so the teachings for the rest of the year, I'm going to be dealing with spiritual uh, teachings. And I want to uh, uh, caution you not to apply anything that is taught without having a, a witness of the Spirit of God for you to apply it as a directive of God. And what I mean is it takes some time to really absorb uh, and to comprehend uh, the, the subject matter by way of revelation. And revelation always requires an encounter of the Holy Spirit where the Holy Spirit sheds light or opens up an understanding that cannot be naturally attained, a wisdom that is superior to the wisdoms of this world. And so that's what I want you to wait for. If anything, I want you to consider the th statements that I'm going to be making in prayer. And then after I make those statements, I want you to ask the Holy Spirit what is applicable to you for this time or leave it on the shelf until the Holy Spirit says, now go back to what we've studied. I've often asked people um, in, when you're listening to the broadcast to also get a particular notebook for this particular broadcast because I give about 10 to 15 scripture, re, scriptural reference on the subject matter that I'm teaching every lesson. And so, um, and, and 17 of them, you know, there might, be, there might be 20 scriptures, I think. It's usually 20 to 25, but 17 of them are quoted and, and about five primary passages and so tonight I want to give the outline of the methodology of this particular uh, type of teachings approach because 
it is not a typical Bible study method, but it is a it is a very unique method which the Holy Spirit gave me in order to uh, discuss and produce this type of programming because it's very important not only for you but for your children's children, and that's um, that is why I'm teaching. Uh, it in such a way so that way even my own personal lineage can have uh, records of years and years of studying God's word, um, uh, which I have uh, by the Holy Spirit been told to record um, so that way they can have some type of awareness. And even after I'm with the Lord or either the Lord returns, we can, we can go back and reflect on the principles which the Holy Spirit has enlightened us to. So, you know, I'm a, I, I call uh, my type of teaching enlightenment, taken from Ephesians 1.18, which says that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened, that you might know what is the hope of his calling. And so um, uh, I believe that through our studying God, we're going to experience light. He gives us light for our path. And that light is supposed to spark an interest to, to others to receive that same light. Because the entrance of the word giveth light and it causes wisdom to be grasped amongst the simple. And so uh, we, we have to press in a little deeper. So I want you to get a notebook and I want you to press in with me. There are three sections to my teachings. Um, first, there's the introduction of the subject. The introduction of the subject, that's number one, section one. And under that is uh, uh, subsection A, which is the overview. And in the overview, I'm going to give the theological theme, the purpose, the goal, and the objective of the teaching. I'm going to give, if we're in a series, a teaching review, highlighting the, uh, the main points of the previous lessons. I'm going to give a theme scripture, a focal scripture. Generally, I'll start with the scripture so that way you'll know that my basis is from the Word of God. Because the Word of God in, in this type of teaching is considered the final authority as to abstracting truth for, for living. And then I'm going to give a text of focus. Now, just because I give a theme scripture doesn't mean it's the text of focus. Because some, as you, you will hear sometimes if I'm doing a text, it could be a chapter it could be a, a couple of verses, or it may be an entire book. And in, um, in the transformation teaching, um, I went over three books of the Bible um, in 30-minute spans, um, and they're going to expand to our spans, and you're going to have to access the entire teachings on um, our Enlightenment bookstore. Um, but other than that, I'm going to give a text of focus every lesson, and then I'm going to give the teachings terminology. So that way, because in every type of teaching, and particularly in this particular uh, style of teaching, I want to make certain that you are aware of the definitions that I am using as the, as the plumb, plumb line of communication throughout the old subject. As the dispensation of grace, uh, it, it, dispensation means moment in time, but but not only am I dealing with a particular moment in time, I'm dealing with a prophetic judgment which God has decreed as a basis of living. So I've enhanced the the definition by highlighting 
prophetic themes throughout the Old Testament and throughout the New Testament so that we can abstract the importance of grace for this particular time. And so in order to do that, you need to know that I'm going to expand the connotation of dispensation to just, uh, just from the lenses of a moment in time to prophetic sentences. And so you need to get an understanding on the prophetic in order for me to dialogue with you with prophetic terms. But if you don't understand what prophetic means, a declared uh, objective of God, uh, released by the Spirit of God through men and women of God, articulated, communicated, written orally, or through dreams and visions, over a span of time with an expected end, you're going to get lost when I start talking about grace seen in today's time, grace seen in times of old, grace seen in transitional periods through the life of the ministry of the Lord Jesus. You have to have an understanding of Scripture because the natural man cannot obtain the things of God. And this particular type of teaching is not a fundamental teaching, basic Bible studies that you get generally um, in uh, Sunday services or Bible studies in a local congregation um, that really has shallow theology and shallow uh, comprehensive uh, lessons. Um, because they're just more so trying to get you inspired to live right. But this is going beyond living right. So I wanted to give you that in our overview where we're going. Now, the second section is the inductive systematic, uh, inductive systematic dialogue around the subject, which is the objective topics. Amen? So... You have number one, the overview, and now we have number two, the objective topics. And there I'm going to give a theological discourse. What do I mean by theology? I mean we are going to take a look at what we believe the mind of God says about the particular subject, express. We're going to express that out in clear statements, and they're going to be theological. They're going to be systematic. They're going to be theological, meaning they're coming from what we believe God is saying based on a proper context and overview of the scripture. And we're going to apply it to a, a, a system where, where the words are organized in clear-cut statements where you will know, as, to the best of our ability, how to end uh, with scriptural references, um, uh, how to find and locate what we're talking about, I'm going to give you an example of that when I talk about being in sync with the Holy Spirit in a second. Now, theological discourse on the subject, we're going to have thought-provoking uh, truths in the Scripture, so I'm going to take you through scriptural uh, uh, lessons that help shape the text. Then I'm going to thread theology with Scripture in context. Context means you take an a, a analysis or an overview of what took place in the time of the scripture when it was written and how you can abstract knowledge uh, from the ge geography, from the different depictions and descriptions of the different people involved in the text or what the heartbeat of God is as the Holy Spirit has, has, or the consensus of what the Holy Spirit is trying to say from uh, trusted sources. Amen. So it's not always um, 
And I don't want you to always think that everything that is going to be discussed is going to be straight from what I believe the Holy Spirit is saying. But some things are going to be a consensus of the wisdom that has been translated down through the years through, uh, through a historical preserve of things that we can trust as Scripture, uh, trust as a proper interpretation of Scripture. Now, does that mean, does that mean that you have to take uh, into consideration everything that is being selected through other people? No. You take the meat and you spit out the bones. I'm spelling this out because I want you to know that we're going to go through translating complex into practical application. We're going to take some things that are theologically complex and make them uh, applicable for today's use. And then we're going to transform our perspective with truth points, and those are found in that section two, which is the objective topic. So we've come up, covered the overview, the objective topics, and then thirdly is going to be the outlook or one final note, which is the inspirational ending. So let me give you the sections again. Section one is the introduction of the subject. Section two is the induction system, inductive system, matic dialogue. And then section number three is the inspirational ending. And that's the outlook or the one final note. We're going to target clear resolves through an illustrated example of the scriptures or practical life. We're going to trace core principles for immediate transformation through prayer and consideration. And then we're going to thread the new information of the particular lesson with reviewing major points either from the, current, the first lesson or the previous lessons as well and bring a summation to all the points that were discussed in the lesson. And then we're going to give a transformative point through reviews of the theming, uh, the theme text. So I'm going to take you back to the opening passage generally, and then I'm going to give a time of prayer and dedication, which I do every lesson. So I wanted you to get an idea of how I teach uh, this particular broadcast, because sometimes, you know, if you just listen to a few, you might think that, uh, uh, wow, he's really going fast, he's going through. But if you know the sections in which I'm going you can say section one, section two, section three. I'll have three to five points in each section. So we'll have about 15 uh, points throughout the entire lesson. We'll have about 20 to 25 scriptures, uh, 17 quoted generally is the average. Um, but at the end of the day, you're going to have a healthy, healthy understanding of the Word of God. Now, if you have a notebook and you follow me week by week, and if you listen, you don't get it on the first time. You need to go back and listen to it two or three times. I recommend three to five times because you might find something different said. I go back and listen to the lessons, and I find things different, and I say, well, Holy Spirit, you done opened up another nutshell in something that I just said under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. So, um, and I'm encouraging you to do the same. If you have a notebook, then as you go through the weeks, at the end of the month, you'll have a library of, of uh, scriptural resources to help you uh, uh, advance your studying, right? And so I want to talk to you about now supernatural study habits because one of the things that uh, we don't do enough of is studying, taking time in the Word of God. And remember last week we talked about Psalms 91, dwelling in the secret place, that we want to have an experience with the supernatural, enlightenment of the mind. We want to be encouraged to live right. We want to have evidence for our faith, but we want to be energized by the power of the Holy Spirit. But also, 
I, ta- I, I highlighted it, but I didn't hit on supplication. And that's pulling on the strength of the Spirit. Uh, and, and, and what it does is it empowers your prayer by giving voice. It gives a verdict of a divine sanctioning from God. And then it get, makes you a vessel of security and sincerity in your prayer. So it empowers your prayer life supplication. But there's another aspect to, to this as well, and that is study habits. You're going to have to take out time to study the Word of God. The Word of God converts, it corrects, it convicts, it develops character, and it coaches you to help other people do the same. And that's what we do in this particular teaching. We help you, um, we challenge you to study God's Word on another level. Now, I want to share with you that God has a straightforward approach to study. He wants you to study. Now, in this particular uh, level of teaching, we do about five types of studies when I'm teaching the Word of God. We do five types of studies. We do synthetic, an overview of the Bible as a whole. We do analytical, a process of viewing the Bible verse by verse to get an in-depth understanding. We do doctrinal, which I told you the Lord has anointed me to teach doctrinal, which is a study of the Bible according to many topics and doctrines. And then we do typical, which is a study of pictures and types found in the Bible, particularly the Old Testament is really a topical study, a portrait of the truth of the New Testament. And then we do short survey, which I've done a lot in this particular year, Manifesting Sonship, um, is a survey of the New Testament. It is a survey of New Testament theology. So that's what we're going over. So in, in also teaching that I, I desire for you to have classification, understanding the different aspects of the Bible, then we want you to have preparation so you can prepare yourself through skills and learn from the Word of God. And then we want you to have meditation where you devote yourself to study God's word through time, placing a priority on the promises of God for your life. And then through that, you're going to receive passion through interpretation, where God reveals himself through the scripture and gives you illumination and then inspiration. Now, when those things occur, what will happen is things you will grow. You will grow in the word of God. You will get discernment. You will begin to feed on the word of God through spiritual nourishment. You will become sensitive to the things of God. And then not only that, you will develop authority in the word of God to be able to communicate it with power. Now, when you're studying God's word, I want you to have the light method, L-I-T-L-I-G-H-T, the light method, G-H-T-S, which is literal interpretation. Illumination by the Holy Spirit, grammatical principles. Some of us just need to learn how to write and read. And then historical context. We need to understand the history behind why God's word is so valid and so pertinent and so prominent. And then teaching instruction from the Holy Spirit. And then we want to make certain that we are spiritually or scripturally harmony with the integrity of the word of God. The scriptures were written for our learning so that we through the comfort of scripture, the Old Testament was written for our learning, that we through the comfort of scripture might find hope 
And, and not only that hope, it makes us not ashamed because the love of God has been shared abroad in our heart by the Holy Ghost. So as we begin to invoke the Holy Ghost through studying the Word of God, then we, we awaken a, a, a great, great, great revelation, knowledge, that comes only by the Holy Spirit. Now, um, you know, I want you to note Isaiah chapter 11, verses 1 through 2, which gives you virtues of what will happen. It's a prophecy about the Lord Jesus when he comes, the, the attributes of his spirit. And we do all things through Christ that strengthens us. Christ is not Jesus' last name, but it is indicative of the spirit which he carried, walked on the earth, and then distributed to each of us through the Holy Spirit, which is the Holy Spirit, and their virtues or characteristics that identify that we are, are gifted and not only gifted, but that we're growing in the spirit. And, and, and what happens is there are seven things that takes place uh, when we are really operating in the Holy Spirit. Number one, we, we develop a reverence for the spirit of the Lord or the characteristics of the Lord. We become identified with Christ Jesus. Then we develop wisdom, the proper application of knowledge. The spirit of wisdom is number two. Number three is the spirit of counsel. We begin to access things through faith, and faith uh, um, causes a faith grows with others in faith. And then through might, the spirit of might, we access power, the spirit of understanding, and the spirit of knowledge, and then Ultimately, we end up in the spirit of the fear of the Lord. And then they're also activated through gifts. Um, you can look at uh, Corinthians, uh, 1 Corinthians, of course. Um, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, uh, verses 1 through 12. And you can also, of course, I just quoted Isaiah chapter 11, 1 through 2. So, those things are helping us develop. Now, we need to trust the Holy Spirit. Now, in order to do that, we have to develop study habits, which causes us to have straightforward changes. And these are five principles um, that empower our spiritual uh, study habits. We need to understand that there's 21 days to establish and affirm a habit, three weeks, um, only three hours to break a habit. But it takes 21 days to establish, three weeks. To establish a habit, three hours to break it. So we need to be careful of that. The, intelli the, the intelligence of God is the Holy Spirit, which supersedes man's abilities through empowering the believer to comprehend the things of God. Amen. So, so those, those are, are just um, some very special things that we need to know. Now, in addition to that, we need to know that the Holy Spirit empowers us to obtain the knowledge of God. So we have to depend on the Holy Spirit to lead and guide us into the truth that we should know. Amen? Now, let me talk to you about, now let me give you also First Peter chapter 1, verses 5 through 8. Amen? Just stay with me a few minutes. We're wrapping up. I've given you a lot of information, but play this, download this, and, and journey on with us. Amen. First uh, Peter chapter one gives us seven um, habits of a highly effective believer, which is virtue, knowledge, 
Virtue is moral excellence, knowledge, revelation, temperance, self-control, patience, uh, surpassing peace, godliness, Christ's mind, brotherly kindness, compassion toward others, charity, which is agape love expressed. Amen. Now, we need to depend on the Holy Spirit. The spirit of man is developed in the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. The spirit um, the spirit man is distinctly programmed to adhere to the voice and the authority of a word-ruled reality. So the more you know about God's word, the more adequate and more advanced you are of the, script, uh, of the spirit, in the spirit, because the word of God is the spirit of God expressed. The spirit man grows in the atmosphere of the corporate anointing. So, and even in listening to this on a, one day a week, 30 minutes a day, doesn't matter whether it's Thursday or any other day, if you listen to this particular teaching or teachings like this, <clears throat> you will, you will, will sense a, an awakening in the spirit because you're connecting with an anointing <coughs> on teaching the word of God systematically. Amen.